This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome everybody to this week's podcast. We have got great, great news to share with you this week and really to, to steal a line for your film is a wee bit on the fantastic side. Our focus today is around the receiving of direct divine guidance. Divine guidance, it sounds a bit pie in the sky, eh? It sounds a bit, as, it's like a bit on the wacky side, but nevertheless, it is absolutely true. It's a key ingredient that we've found and the recovery and the restoration of our hearts. So, you know, our focus really today is how do we get our hearts back from the scripts, from the messages that have so defined us, so limited us, so paralysed us, so driven us. We mentioned in the last uh, podcast that something has been lost, something has been stolen, something has been viciously assaulted, something has been surrendered. And that is what we need to regain, we need to get reclaim, recover what's been lost. And I, I, I've got a good friend with us today that I'm, I'm excited to, to, to let you uh, hear about his story, my friend Tommy Calderwood. How you doing Tommy? I'm good Derek, thanks, how are you? Great sir, glad you're here, I'm mm. looking forward to hearing your stuff. Um, so Tommy's going to share a wee, you, you know, a, a wee bit of his story with us and how these things have played out. Tommy was at the last boot camp in Aaron. He's actually been at three altogether now, so he's got a lot to share, a lot to offer in terms of the, you know, the, the understanding the, the, on the journey here. And so I'm just going to get him to to share a wee bit on what, what he received at Aaron when we done our last camp. As, as we waited quietly, we waited for but instruction, but a guidance at the beginning of this uh, retreat. So Tommy, what was it you received? Well, I just got a, a picture of all the boys that were there, sitting in a roundabout, and it's going round and round, quicker and quicker, and kind of we're all holding on to the middle bit, kind of white knuckling it kind of stuff, and it's going, going that fast, we're feeling sick, and we're, kind of some people are passing out and stuff, and then one person falls off, it, it just stops and we all go off, and it's as if God was saying, like, what was the point in that? And it was like we were competing with each other to see who held on the longest. Mm-hmm. And I felt God saying, like, this isn't about who holds on to the stuff the longest, it's who lets go first. And mm. it's about all the baggage that we're bringing to the boot camp. And yeah. what, even even if it's just one thing we need to address, like, get it out there. Exactly. Yeah, it was tremendous, uh, you know, and you know, for us it was like, for the ten guys that were there, or the nine guys that were there, um, the, the emphasis on that word was so powerful, that it's not about who holds on the longest, who holds on to the reins of their life, the control of living life and the way they've been living it and keeping it, you know, keeping up appearances, it was about who lets go first, who's going to let go and trust this process, the, the process of allowing these areas of their heart to be to be the, the unearthed, the issues to be unearthed so that things can be rooted out and new things can be established and it was so key, pivotal uh, in the direction of that four days where these, the, the guys were with because it actually really guided the the direction, it really spoke clearly 
to the hearts of each person who were there that actually it was so important that we need to let go. We need to let go of, you know, looking the part and having all the answers and, you know, no, it was about letting go. Trust this process, allow a deeper work to be done. You also received something else, Tommy. What was that? Yeah, Luke 15.9. Luke 15.9, that's right. And uh, that was the parable of the lost coin. One really seemed like a wee obscure verse. And Tommy's really got a gift from the three years we've been uh, in connection. It gets these kind of, just one wee scripture verse that is so powerfully uh, effective in describing the situation. And, you know, it gets like 15 we are, we are uh, hearing about something's been lost, something's been stolen, something's been assaulted, something's been surrendered. And Tommy gets this verse, and, and I'll give the full context, it's just one verse before it. It speaks about the a woman having ten silver coins. If she loses one, does she not light a lamp, sweep the full house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, verse 9 says, she calls her friends, she calls everybody together, all her neighbours, and she says, rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. And the joy I know when I read that, it was like one wee verse, so, so on point, so concise to the, you know, to the needs of the people there, so on the money, on the button. And uh, it was like, I get so excited, and I know the guys that were raised with the anticipation of something that I've lost, you right. You know, over the, over the abuse, over the addiction, over the, over the, um, the failure of my life, there's been some in my identity, some in my, my worth, some in my security, my stability, you know, some of my strength has been lost. But this this filled us with such hope. They told me about the rejoice with me that I'm calling all these people together because I have found that which which I lost. Yeah. So we started that day, didn't we? We had that sense of we are believing this. We are entering into these. Uh, this, these these waters with that with that uh, goal of here's what's going to happen for me. I'm going to be saying that that I'm going to be saying I have found which I've lost. So um, we're we're going to just um, ask Tommy. You know that really speaks of this direct divine guidance that Tommy has experienced there. He got this instruction that really blessed us. That really directed the 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 you know the the you know, the, the the camp and the and the experience of the guys while we're there. So I'm just going to open this up to Tommy a bit to, to hear a wee bit more of how this has played out in his journey, how his uh, heart has been, you know, reframed and, you know, for these scripts and these messages that have defined him over this past few years by him receiving this direct divine guidance. So Tommy, how, how does that, how, how has that played out for you? I would just say, um, just with regards to kind of getting messages for God and stuff like um, when I first became a Christian I was only a Christian a week mm-hmm. obviously you and Vince saved me and mm-hmm. um, I, I worked with children with disabilities and I took this wee boy out that out fishing one day and we are just sitting quite the thing and before we started fishing he started praying he was like please God let us catch a fish and everything yeah. and I'm like in my internal dialogue I'm like you know, this is that's mental. Mm-hmm. Praying for a fish, praying for something as stupid as a fish. Yeah, <laughs> I would never ask God for something like that. Mm. And that that kind of stuck in my head all the way home. And then I kind of questioned myself. I've like, I actually don't ask God for anything in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fine. And the next day, I, 
I came round to Vince's house and we had some quiet time and this mm-hmm. is the first time I had experienced this mm-hmm. and in the quiet time like bearing in mind I've never even looked at a Bible I don't know anything about it mm-hmm. um, I kept getting this thing in my head Matthew 7 10 mm-hmm. and I'm like well what does this mean mm-hmm. um, and at the end of it I asked you and it was uh, if my son prays for a fish I won't give him a serpent <laughs> or a, a stone <laughs> yeah and I didn't click at first, I was mm-hmm. just like, all right, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, you said to me, like, what do you think that means? And I thought, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about the day before, and then I was just like, <laughs> oh, my days. Like, I, I thought <laughs> oh, I was going to pass out. That's right. I remember um, your face. <laughs> but it was, I still get, I think, because that was the first time where I could say, that had to be God. That exactly. couldn't have been anything mm-hmm. else. What is the chances of me mm-hmm. saying something that's in the Bible and it totally relating to that? Like exactly. it was, it just blew mm-hmm. me away. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And as I say, my experience that day was Tommy comes in to the to Vince's. You know, we'd we'd he came to an event that we'd put on and he he responded, and you know uh, he he got right with God, and he. You know, he had this heart to say, I want to go on with God. So he came to the, the house that day and me and Vince were sitting with him. And I began to share with him. He was sharing some of his stuff with me. And I was excited about identifying with what he was saying. And But I just had this sense inside, be quiet. <laughs> Which is sometimes difficult for me, for those that know me. But, <laughs> but So I felt like, like let's have a, a 10 minute quiet time. Just, just let's be still, wait quietly. And... Uh, so, you know, we wait and I'm processing some things. And then Tommy brings this, um, you know, he he brings the the Matthew 7.10 after, you know, the quiet time. And then when he starts to tell us what actually, um, what the context was, that he was actually criticising in his heart, saying, what the heck are you praying for a fish for? You know, this, this young boy was taking it. It was like this lie that this script that was in his house, uh, his head. Sorry, the house of his head. <laughs> uh, you know when that when that was telling him. You know what are you doing out for? You don't pray to God for things like that. You only pray to God when it's that really important. Like somebody's dying, or you know, there's a world tragedy. You know, there's the crisis. You know, it wasn't like this. Come to God, ask him for things. And then when he got that sitting in sitting in that chair, it was like asking, "What what, what does I speak to?" And when Tommy realised that, it was like, I mean, I looked at him thinking, "Goodness me!" It was like the, you know, how do you reframe a script? How do you rewire something that's been playing for years that you've just assumed, accepted thoughts about things that this is just the way it is? I don't pray about these things. I don't ask God for anything. And God, the Spirit of God spoke through all that. And I mean, I sat there thinking, you know, it's like we can talk and talk and talk to people, give them the information, and it can just go in one ear and out the other. But when they get the revelation like that, that, that didn't come for a person, <laughs> you know, it was like, I looked at his face, I thought, that that has changed. You know, that day, with that experience of God does speak, he is interested in answering my prayer. He, in, he is interested in my needs and, you know, giving me what I ask for. So, that's some impact on you, Dom, yeah? 
Oh, it was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. especially for somebody that suffers from like self worth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I always just assumed that I'm not good enough for God to even bother with me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't listen to me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't care about me. Probably because I didn't care about myself. Mm-hmm. I had been that suppressed by the stuff going on in my life that I I was convinced, and then God showed up mm-hmm. like out the blue and changed my life forever like absolutely it's as if you've met the best best friend you could ever meet mm. yeah and a wee bit of background there Tommy you know you're you'd about a difficult childhood mm-hmm. there were some things that happened to you regarding your you know your family situation that that you internalised as all your fault mm-hmm. which then led to the feelings of well, I'm worthless I don't deserve anything I deserve to be rejected, you know, I deserve abandonment, and, you know, so, that has been addressed over the last couple of years, you know, you want to share a wee bit on, uh, you know, because our focus is about really seeing how do we get our hearts and life backs for these scripts, the messages that that have so defined our lives and paralysed us, and now you had messages that, with the adverse experiences you had, you had messages that were so deeply set and rooted, playing out, driving your full experience. How has that played out in terms of touching some of these things? Um, I would say just through me like seeking God, like mm-hmm. it's not been a big flash in the sky and everything's been fine. It's no, it's been the hardest year of my life, mm-hmm. not my first year being a Christian because. Mm-hmm. Before that, I couldn't. I just, I just, I would use other methods to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And then, when you become a Christian, like all this stuff starts to fall off you, mm-hmm. and it's real. Yeah, yeah, you're dealing with real life and the real feelings that come. Mm-hmm. But instead of just suppressing that and using other things, I. I've went to God because I know he came and seeked me when mm-hmm. he gave me that message so mm-hmm. I'm going and seeking him and mm-hmm. he's he's changing me from the inside out mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's hard to explain I think it's just about digging in mm-hmm. you know like and putting the effort in yep. but it's completely I feel as if I've just like that script, scripture I've found out was lost because mm. I I remember before I was a Christian, I'd walk about the town like with my hood up and a scarf up so you can just see my eyes and terrified to join a gym mm-hmm. in case, because I I thought people would look at me and say, oh, is he doing in a gym? He yeah. doesn't belong here. Yeah. And, like all those crazy restrictions in my life mm-hmm. that I couldn't do anything. And now, like, oh, I couldn't care less. I would dance about in the gym and everything. <laughs> like, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. And yeah. I just think that's amazing. And, before like, I, had to, I had to have a drink in me to do that and now yeah. I'm coming up in two years off a drink mm-hmm. I can go places and yeah. I just feel completely freed up and yeah. it's not to actually speaking to you now I realise how far I've came yeah. because it's just like gradual wee exactly. nudges yeah. and we know that battle's constant you know the, mm-hmm. it's a daily battle so you know we can forget so easily we get so engrossed and taken up minds dominated with the wrong things you know and, and forget the 
the joy in her life. I love that that scene for the the fifty first dates uh, movie when the woman has this amnesia, whatever it is she's got that she keeps forgetting. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> every day she's it's a new day. But by the end, of it, you know, you saw this clip, this scene that she's waking up, going, "Wow, I'm married. Wow, I've got kids." Wow, you know, there was this sense of reminding herself. So she got into this, this is how to keep it, this is how to keep it, to remind yourself, to keep, uh, you know, focusing on the right things. I know in my time with you, you know, that that worthlessness thing was such a, such a deep-held script. Mm. You know, and I know before we went to a a camp, before we went to a retreat, we went to, to Aberdeen. In the process of preparatory things for that, you received some, we were waiting quiet, about the hill, remember. Mm. That's worth that's worth sharing because that these these things we're sharing, they're our stories. Right? They are so important, they're so significant. Because this has actually happened. Mm. And you know, if you if you look, if you've saw the condition of our hearts in the past, you'd think this you'd think no, there's no way that can change. You know, when you've been so bound, you've been so crushed, you've been so worthless, you've been so, you know, riddled with the lang hangs, viruses affecting you so badly. To then, exp- you know, see where we've came, how we've moved beyond that, and is it easy? Absolutely not. It's been painful, and it is painful. Facing life is and fighting is your enemies. It is harder, and, and you have to have courage to keep going there. Mm. But it's either that or we just lying, uh, we just resign ourselves to this uh, this quality of life that, that we've missed, you know, we've missed it. So, what about that, Tommy? What, remember, remember that? That was significant, uh, wasn't it? Aye, it was uh, the mountain, the, the hill. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, like, I think I should explain before, like, God hasn't always spoke to me like that. I went through a stage where I believed God doesn't speak to me. And when I went to John Eldridge's book camp mm. in Wales, one of the fellows there said, God isn't going to speak to you if you don't believe he's going to speak to you. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, I changed. Oh, how is everybody else getting stuff and I'm not getting nothing? Mm-hmm. I went, no, God can speak to me and he will speak to me. Mm-hmm. And he has ever since. But yeah. this particular occasion, like, I felt like God was saying... I was kind of seeing myself like climbing this hill, and you know my my legs were burning. I'm screaming out in agony because it's that hard. It's yeah, like yeah. right steep hill, and yeah. mm-hmm. I got to the top, and I just felt I just felt overwhelming peace. Like it, it's as if I was standing there in silence, probably kind of looking smug with myself, <laughs> um, but like just. That acknowledging to like, I know who I am and exactly. you've done it. Like yeah. nobody had to say anything. Mm-hmm. It was just that sense of I know who I am. Mm. And the joy, I mean, just when you shared the things with me, uh, the joy that I got <laughs> from that, you know, because when you have seen if you knew the background and you know, Tommy, you you know, if you felt so crushed by life, you, even the crushed in your ability to even think about trying to do hard things like you're so paralysed and so inactive and so disabled you can't move to then be climbing a hill 
it was like there was ideas about that, which was true in your life that you, mm. you know you think oh, I couldn't do that. There was such a a sense that even the strength, even the 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 um, the, the confidence to do these things. But they were spoken to you even in the midst of that, that you, yeah, this is hard work, but you can do this. And while you do it, aye, it's going to be painful. Yeah, your legs are going to burn. But when you get there, you're going to experience this. Oh, the thing that I'd lost, <laughs> I found it. And the achievement of that, you know, the sense of achievement, the sense of accomplishment that you've arrived somewhere, that you're no longer plagued by this same old paralysing feeling, same old scripts keeping you so restricted and so caught and trapped in, a, in the, the sidelines of life. So that was, that was, that these, these things were really amazing, uh, you know, experiences for Tommy. But another thing is how much of a painful process this is. <laughs> uh, you know, I was even talking earlier about how, you know, this plays out in our lives daily. Um, how continuous it is. I heard a quote from Bob Dylan years ago. <laughs> really spoke to me. Somebody came up to me and said to him, how do you feel now that you're such a famous songwriter and you've made it? And Bob Dylan turns around to the guy and says, which I thought was so wise, he says, we are never there. He says, we're constantly in the state of becoming. And he said, if you can keep that mindset, you'll be all right. You know, and for me at the time, it was like, I just thought, I mean, think of you're washing your dishes in the kitchen and you've done your dishes this day, and you go, that's it, I've done it, I've got my dishes washed, and then the next day, you eat more food, but you say, oh, no, I've done my dishes, and then day after day, the dishes are piling up, because you're thinking, oh, no, I've done them, no, you need to keep doing them every day, mm. and you keep that mindset, you'll be right, and I think that's where we're at, you know, we've got this journey that we're, we're requiring, we're depending upon, we're, we're in need of um, the, the guidance of God, I'm just going to share one one wee thing that, that, as I shared for the first podcast, my story is the exact same. This is on the fantastic side. And for those that know me and have experienced me in my past, it's like, well, yeah, well, what's the difference? What, what made the difference from the way you were then to where, to where you are now? And that has all been about linking up with divine forces, divine guidance. Um, my... You know, when you when you look at the intent of God for the, the beginning in Genesis, his original intention was for the man, males and females, to have dominion, which is to rule, to control, to have mastery over. But that that could only be possible by walking with him, by being linked up to him, by receiving his guidance, by receiving his instruction, and and uh, no relying upon our own understanding. Uh, but what happened with the fallen man? We were separated from God, so we lost that power. But what, uh, what in God in his mercy, through sending his son who becomes the mediator, he's the link, he's the bridge, he's the go-between, he's a, he's a middleman, that we can be restored, our connection to God can be restored. I, I think of the, the scene for um, Avatar and how the tame, the... The, the dragons, the many dragons that they, they fly on, they have to uh, join their, you know, their, their hearts with the animal to become one. When they become one, it's like that. That everything works. They, 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 you know, they get, they get the benefits of flying. They get the privileges. They get all the rewards of that. And this is how we regain this control. And if you're hearing this and you're feeling I've lost control, 
I lost control years ago, I lost confidence, I lost direction, I'm lost, I feel lost in this world, don't know what to do, I don't look at any guidance. This is how it's restored. You know, we, we can be restored, we, we can recover. Um, this, what we are sharing about today, what happened with Tommy, what happened with me, as I say, nobody told me about these things, I wasn't getting told about the, this is the plan of God at the time. I went to a seminar and I was open enough to receive this stuff and I receive, then start to receive these dreams and this direct divine guidance that was contextual to the questions of my heart, which then gave me, that gave me instruction, detailed information on how something should be done. So then I, obviously, you know, you can give somebody information all day long, but if they don't, then we're, it's not going to uh, help them. So we are, there is a, <coughs> you know, there is this responsibility of walking with God. And that's what we're sharing, you know, and really our stories, we're telling, we're, we're sharing these stories from a place of this is how we've found recovery, this is how we've found restoration. Um, so, you know, that's, if, 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 that, if you've not experienced that yet, we challenge you today that uh, you can invite uh, God into your life. You know, Jesus is, you know, he's the mediator, what he's done bridges the gap between us and God so you, you invite him into your life you surrender our heart you, we surrender our will we surrender our mess to him we ask him can you bring peace out of this chaos can you bring order out of my mess can you bring freedom out of my slavery and I tell you this is the beginning of the story of regaining what's been lost like as all we're all learning daily we need to walk with him and, but what he does promise is he will lead us onwards and upwards. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.